0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host Andrea McCallum and I am an artist and a healing energy facilitator. So guess what? We made it to a hundred episodes of Spirit Crumbs. I can hardly believe it because it kind of feels like yesterday but also it's hard to remember the first episode for me because I just go week by week as you know. I Already have been working on a new cover to celebrate 100 episodes and have been thinking about doing a new intro and outro. And to be honest, when I'm recording this, I don't know if those will be in place when this episode comes out. But I just want you to know that it's coming and it's to celebrate 100 episodes. But I'm trying not to stress myself out and force things that are not quite ready yet. So we'll see how that goes. Also, I have been preparing my website and a way for you to purchase prints. So keep an eye out for that. Again, not sure if that will be available today, but check out the show notes. And the easiest way to know when these things are happening is to follow me on Instagram at Spirit Crumbs or at Concrete and Crystals. Concrete and Crystals is where I'm more consistent with my posting. So you're more likely to find it over there. I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who have been listening. I know some of you listen every week. One of the things that really touches me the most is if I do skip a week, which is rare, I will get messages from people asking if I forgot to post or if there's an episode coming. And honestly, I can't even, it makes me emotional just saying it because I wasn't expecting to get emotional with that, but just knowing that you care about what I'm talking about means a lot. And to think that I've done a hundred of these and some of you are still sticking around when sometimes I can't even stand my own voice is really incredible. And it means a lot to me. Something I'm not used to doing is asking for ratings or reviews. So if anybody feels called to do that, I have a few on Apple but even on Spotify, I know a lot of you listen on Spotify. If you could do a rating for the show, that would be much appreciated just to see if new people might be called to join us and listening to these spirit crumb led episodes from week to week. This is one of the most healing journeys I've been on, and I'm so actually proud of myself for starting it in the first place, because as we've been talking about the last few weeks, Sometimes starting something is the hardest thing, and for me, I knew that if I was going to continue with this, this was one of the things I was going to have to be consistent about and the fact that I've also tried so many different things and I've learned so much, I figured something that would be fun to do for this episode would be to list ten of the things that I've learned from doing a hundred episodes of a podcast. I really feel like. If you've been thinking about doing a podcast or if you're just curious of what the journey has been like, then these might be interesting. I also realized that a lot of the things that I listed can be applied to any new project or creative endeavor, since we've been talking about that for the last few weeks as well. So just keep in mind that this is for anything, even a business, whatever you're thinking of starting, might think that it would apply because I know I when I was reviewing it, realized that it could apply to my art as well. So here we go. I did them one to 10, but there's no order for them. They were just the order that I thought of them. So don't think that we're like building to some huge epiphany. Some of them were more profound than others. We're going to start with number one, which I think is kind of one of the things that helped me just get started was that some episodes will not be good. Some of them will be bad. You'll look back on them and cringe. But the guiding principle behind this was that done is better than perfect. And I think so many times I stop myself from doing something because I think that I have to have it perfect before I start. I talked about this with even creating my Lino cut prints because I only had one or two blocks in my materials and i was afraid to create something bad so i kept waiting until i had a great idea or like a perfect image that i wanted to do and then i eventually was like you know what i have this random idea in my head i'm just going to do it and i was so happy that i did and the same thing with this podcast i was trying to think of like the best episodes and to do research on like what I thought people might like to hear and looking through my own experiences like okay what will be the best ones to share what are the lessons in here and what I learned is that while you're doing it is often when the insights will come because saying things out loud with your voice is a way that you actually work through some of those things so that was one of the first things that I learned And then that kind of ties into number two, which is to try new things. You don't have to keep the same format or the same type of episode the whole time you're doing it. Maybe if you decide to do seasons for your show, you might be like, okay, this season we're going to try this format. Next season we'll try something else. But for me, I've never done seasons. I just go week to week and see what happens. So there's no rules for anything of this. But when you start to feel stuck, maybe, or you're not having ideas, you might want to like reach out to people and collaborate. I've done that for a few things. I've had people on here and there and it often does get my energy going again because when you're bouncing ideas off of someone else, sometimes there's a topic that you can't get too in depth in because you only have so much time with that person, but you may want to pick up that topic and share about it some more. So it is kind of nice to get some fresh ideas from someone else in the podcast. And it's nice for the listeners to be able to listen to your dynamic with someone else. I know that a lot of people have reached out to me when I've had a guest and said that they really like the energy. So it's something that I'm doing more. And obviously now monthly, I have my episode with Emily for the Cosmic Energy Forecast. And that came through as something that really helps me feel motivated to do the other episodes. So keeping that in mind. Or if you do actually start a podcast and it's all interviews... You may decide that you want to do a solo episode once in a while to just change up the energy or, like I said, to further explore something that comes up that you feel really passionate about. It also is interesting to incorporate things that are other interests for you in your life. So, for example, mostly I was talking about spiritual things, which I still do talk about, but I started incorporating creativity because it's something I personally was trying to work through. and a lot of the creativity episodes for like the artist's way and the war of art. And just in general, when I've been talking about creativity, I've had a lot of people download those episodes because that's something they're interested in. So you don't have to stick to just one thing. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. And one way that I end up gathering ideas and trying new things is by keeping a journal of just ideas and inspirations and books and things that are interesting to me that I feel I could talk about. And then when I'm feeling stuck, I pull that out and say, okay, maybe it's time to do this. And I'm able to then have some momentum going forward. The next thing is finding a balance between having notes for the episodes or like a script versus just off the cuff talking. And for me, it's taken a lot of trial and error And it really depends on the topic. If it's something more personal, then I tend to have a couple notes. If there's a story or something I want to share, if there's like main points. But I mostly am just talking. I tend to just trust it. But some people I know would feel more comfortable having a script written out ahead of time. Maybe writing is more comfortable for you. So it's easier to write what you'd like to share and then to read it. If you know that you just aren't comfortable Talking off the cuff, and that's why you're holding back from doing something like this. Then there's nothing wrong with having a script and reading it because it's still your words that you're sharing. And then if you're a gifted writer, you can share a bit that and tell people that that's how you prepare your episodes. And maybe you want to share the transcript somewhere on a website or something so people can read it as well, because maybe you feel they'll get something from the flow of your words that way too. So I also know that if I'm talking about a book or something that I've researched, I will have more notes just because it's not all from me and I want to make sure I get it right. So you'll notice I have quotes and different notes from whatever I'm reading because I want to make sure that the author's voice comes through or if it's a topic like when I was talking about disappointment, I... Actually, went to the dictionary and thesaurus and made a lot of notes because I knew it was really important to have context about what I was talking about. Because sometimes when I'm channeling just stuff that comes through my guides or things that I've written down, it can be very abstract. Being someone who has Mercury and Capricorn, and I'm already very Capricorn, I want to make sure that it's tangible so that it really makes sense when I'm talking about it. That way, there's a balance between the flow of the message and grounding it in something that can be remembered and carried forward my description of spirit crumbs i don't know when the last time was i described it but my description of them is when synchronicity meets something tangible so when you're given a book that you can read or an opportunity to do something it's when you can act on the synchronicity I feel like a lot of synchronicity just draws our attention to know that there's something coming or that there's something we need to pay attention to. But when there's something you can immediately act on, that for me is what a spirit crumb is. Sometimes you're going to need to just follow the more random train of thought and just turn on the mic and go. But sometimes you might want to actually have some tangible things written down so that you keep yourself on track. Number four is. To have a listener in mind. So for me, I was already part of the initiation circle, which is now the Spirit School Collective through Danielle Serank. And I had a lot of great conversations with those people. I also have friends and family who like to talk about these kind of spiritual topics. So I just would imagine them having these conversations with me and that I'm telling them about this stuff. That has made it really fun because they're often the ones that are the first to comment as well. So it's like I am actually in conversation with them. But if you're not sure, what you can do is just kind of have someone in mind or have yourself in mind, what you would want to know. Gradually as it grows and you start putting it out there, it's really important to pay attention to your audience. So for example, I pay attention to which episodes people comment on or send me messages about. I look at which episodes get more downloads, and then I incorporate that into directing my attention to things that might be more interesting for them. I still only choose from things that are interesting to me, but if I have a choice of a bunch of ideas written down, this is why keeping a list is important for me, then I'll kind of naturally, intuitively pick things that I think will be more fascinating to people who are listening because they're the ones listening to me for example I know that one of the episodes I got the most feedback on was the first one that I did about animals that are guides that one I had a couple notes just to make sure that I had the right meanings for me but I really did it off the cuff when I got back from a walk so many people liked it I've done I think one or two since then when animals have showed up and sharing what that meant for me. And when I did The Celestine Prophecy, those episodes continue to be some of my most popular. So now when I have a book that I'm really interested in, I'm more likely to turn that into episodes and share it because if it's something I'm really fascinated by or I'm really intrigued by, I also can feel into whether I think that would be interesting to the people who are listening to the podcast. And that's why I value you so much. You're obviously listening to this because then I can feel like I'm in a conversation with you. I'll even mention that I actually already recorded an episode for the 100th episode, but I was feeling into it later and was like, you know what? I feel like the topic that I chose for that, I might just do a whole other episode on. And I know that people really like lists, right? People like to know things that might help them. And I feel like I haven't really... Done a personal one like that for a while. And I was like, you know what? People would probably for a hundredth episode rather not listen to a regular episode, but maybe sharing some things that I've learned. Like the whole point is that I've done a hundred episodes, right? And like, what would people expect to hear for an episode like that? And then number five, intention is key. So your intention behind creating the podcast, your intention behind sharing it with others. And You can think of it as like a mission statement. If you tune into your intro, what are you telling people the podcast is about? How are you communicating that? And I've been thinking about even my own intro and outro, how I haven't changed them this whole time. And I don't even really listen to them. I just kind of place them, because I've been editing for so long. I know exactly where I like the episode to connect to the intro and outro. So I actually haven't listened to them in a long time. And I was like, As much as there's nothing wrong with them, I still feel like they fit. I had to start thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try to create a new one. I may end up keeping the same audio, who knows? But I was like, it's time to start revisiting that because now I've had 100 episodes to kind of discover what is coming through in the podcast. So it's fine to shift direction because I have changed direction a lot. But I know my whole intention is hopefully sharing things like these spirit crumbs that come up for me, things that keep repeating and are giving me a chance to move forward. That's my intention is that whatever I'm sharing will really help you to move forward and follow spirit crumbs more easily. When you're really struggling for episodes, if you come back to that, it may help you to recenter yourself and to get organized and to maybe tap into what would be in alignment with that intention. And your intention can be anything. It can be, my intention is to share everything I know about this topic. My intention is to connect with people who align with this particular aspect of my life. It just is something to keep you on track so that when people are tuning in, they kind of have an idea of what to expect and they're getting what they came for, right? Sometimes I question whether I do that, but I do try as much as possible to have some sort of a nugget that can be taken away. And then number six, it's okay to take breaks. This is really hard for me. I don't like taking breaks, but there are weeks when I just know I don't have the energy. Not everyone's going to do weekly episodes, but even if you have a certain consistency, it's okay to take a break because. People want to hear from you when you're feeling inspired and aligned and excited to share. So if you're really not feeling that, it does come across. And I know there have been episodes when it's been borderline and I've done one, even though no one knows how I was feeling when I recorded it. I can tell from how many downloads there are or the fact that there's no comments. I'm like, yeah, you know what? People can feel that energy. So I've learned to just take a break when I need to take a break. That way I feel more excited because I actually miss it and then I feel more excited to come back to it. And I think that this is something that we can keep in mind for anything. Like I said, not just podcasting. This might be a hint too, if you feel like you need to take a break every 10 episodes or every 20 episodes or something, maybe you need to separate it into seasons and take a few weeks off in between. It can also tell you, That maybe the topics aren't interesting, maybe it's a sign that you need to shift direction, or maybe it just is simply that you need a break that week. It's something to pay attention to. Number seven is something that comes across a lot in all conversations about podcasts. I have really held on to the belief the whole time that technology is not going to limit me. I still, to this day, because I have a laptop that for whatever reason they decided to hardwire the mic in, and I can't use an external mic with my laptop. And it's very loud and noisy. I just bypass that by using my phone, and I have a lavalier mic that I'll use if it's generally quiet in my building. I also live in a really busy building next to a school and a daycare. So most of the time it's not. And I use this set of earbuds that I have in now that I just Amazon that for some reason actually remove so much sound that I can have kids screaming next door. And if I'm on a Zoom call or something, I'll apologize for the noise and they'll be like, what are you talking about? So it doesn't need to be expensive. For me, I need to feel like I'm in the right environment. So I could go into my bedroom where my bed is obviously there and there's more to drown out the sound and absorb the sound because soft things will do that. That's why some people will record in their clothes closet because the clothes will actually absorb the sound. But I need to feel like I'm organized and I'm in the right space and I like to sit at my desk. So I actually have a clothing rack, which I originally kind of inherited from my brother. I have a comforter draped over it and a poncho kind of over top it that I use once in a while. I actually sit with the poncho over me facing the comforter and it drowns out a lot of the sound. And it's not hard to do, right? You can put a blanket anywhere. You could even just sit under a blanket. You could put a blanket over you and have a flashlight and read off your page. There's so many easy ways to do it that don't cost a lot of money. But that being said, if you can afford to just get a Mic, and you're a normal person who has a laptop you can plug it into to record. I would definitely recommend doing the most you can with your budget. So, if you're able to do that, then go for it. And you know, there's lots of YouTube videos. One of the things that I will say as a Capricorn, especially a Mercury in Capricorn, and a 5 1 in human design, where the one is the investigator, it's great to ask other people for help, but Really, sometimes it's best to just do the research first yourself and see what makes sense to you. And then maybe if you're deciding between a few mics or you're deciding between a couple options, reach out to others. Sometimes we can be so influenced if we immediately just go to other people every time without thinking about what makes sense for ourselves. They might tell you, oh, you need all of these things and list it all. And at the end of the day, that might be a barrier for you because it's overwhelming. You don't know how to use it all. And then you need to figure out how someone's going to teach you how to use it and then you know it just becomes overwhelming so if you can google or youtube the things that you want to do and just see if it's something you actually want to do or something you actually want to use or a process that makes sense for you before you go out and get all the stuff or create that system for yourself i think it's a lot better because you can always get more later if you're like you know what i do want that mic now That's great. No one's going to fault you for getting better (laughs) as the podcast goes on. Okay, so just keep that in mind. I do eventually want to get a new laptop and better equipment, but it's not going to stop me from doing it. What you have to say is more important than the way that it's delivered. So don't stop yourself from moving forward. And if you can afford to have someone help you or hire someone to get you started, you can do that too. Just Don't let it be a barrier, okay? Number eight is decide how you want to share your podcast so that more people will find it. If it's just a matter of you sharing the episode, just sharing it to your stories to start, just finding one way that works for you. If you're only on Facebook, then just share it to your Facebook. Share the episode right from Spotify or Apple or whatever you're platform is just share it there and write a little bit about it or share your show notes. That's all you need to do. But like for me, I really just go on Instagram. There's the occasional time that I'll put it on TikTok, but I make a reel now. And for a long time, I was just sharing that static image and sharing it to my stories for both accounts. And that was kind of it. And then eventually, when I realized that reels were being prioritized on Instagram, I started Still with a static image, but just adding the sound to that and sharing it with sound. So really, you can just play around, but I think it's important to find at least one way that you're consistently sharing. If you have a website, you can create a blog for it and share the show notes or transcripts with the episode there. And then that way there's SEO. So it'll be found in searches. That can be really helpful if you're not really a social media person. There's lots of ways to do it, but thinking about where you spend time, like if you're never on social media, then maybe it's worthwhile to invest in the SEO and do a blog for it and really keep sharing it with people. And maybe all you do is share the link to your blog to your social media, and that way you don't have to actually create any graphics for it. So another great way to share it is to have guests on because then they will share it to their social media. And if there's people that you really want to talk to or you really enjoy talking to, it can be a great thing for both of you to share with both of your audiences because then they get exposed to yours as well. So. That's something else that I've really been still working on is figuring out what way, but I'm working on my website and that will be up shortly. That's another way that I want to share because as much as I love being on social media and connecting with people, marketing is really hard for me. So if people can find me through searches because I cover so many different topics, then that would be beneficial. Again, don't make it too complicated for yourself. Try to pay attention to where you like to spend your time and start there. And then number nine is don't overwhelm yourself at the beginning. This kind of continues from that, but make it really simple. And so if you know that creating an episode and editing it and getting it up is going to be really difficult on a weekly or more frequent basis, then maybe you only do monthly episodes. And I talked about figuring it if you want to do seasons. So maybe you just do it when you're inspired. And that goes back to being consistent versus when you're inspired, but then you have to have some sort of accountability. And like maybe you only do seasonal, maybe you do a spring, summer, fall, and winter episode, but just find something that feels good to you. If it's every other week, you know, if you do bi weekly, that could be really good. And it gives you two weeks to prepare each episode. Just allow yourself to be flexible at the beginning. And then, Like I said, for technology, allow yourself to just use what you have to start. You can even have a platform that's free now, like Anchor, and I'm sure there's a couple others, are free to upload your podcast to, and they share it to all the different streaming services. If you're feeling overwhelmed by a particular aspect and that's what's holding you back, either hire someone or ask someone you know if they can direct you to a resource that will help you. Going back to like doing your own research, if you do that first and say there's this one thing, could you show me how to do this one thing? is a lot more helpful than saying I'm lost, where do I start, right? Because that puts all of the work on the other person to figure things out for you. And this goes for anything. I hesitate asking for help, but as long as I'm being clear and I'm saying this is the one thing that I would need help with, I feel better about that. It's fine to also maybe say like, I'm feeling very lost. What is the first thing I should start with? That can help if you have trouble prioritizing. So if you can afford to hire someone to create your graphics or edit or upload or whatever it is that's holding you back, that can be helpful too. But I also, for my graphics, I use Canva. And for the first while I was just using the free version. You can also record and edit in something free, like GarageBand for Apple or Audacity for your laptop or for Android. And then I also use Descript now, which I do have an affiliate link for, but I use Descript for Editing and doing the transcripts, and I use it for the whole process. I do sometimes use audacity for some of the more specific audio leveling and whatnot, but I use it for a lot, and it's an investment because I had to pay monthly for it, and I didn't start using it until a few months ago. So there's always ways to grow later, but don't make that your goal that like you have to be able to have all of these different things in place before you get started. And then number 10 goes back to what we've been talking about, which is that showing up is the hardest part. Getting started is the most difficult. And sometimes if you're really just like, I don't know what to do, just start recording yourself and start talking. (laughs) Just get the process started. You don't have to post. It's not like people are immediately receiving everything in your voice notes, right? You have the power to delete things you don't like. But also keep in mind that there's episodes that I am so hesitant to post because I'm like, this was just me babbling and I don't even know what I was talking about. And I post them anyways, and then they get lots of comments. Again, going back to number one, some will be bad, but just to get started, it can help to even have A conversation with a friend and just say, okay, these are some things I want to talk about and just start talking and find where your groove is. Find where you find yourself just talking and talking and being like, yes, this is what makes me light up. This is what I want to share. It can be really helpful. If you just don't know where to start on your own, maybe you do start with some interviews and feed off of that energy. And then maybe some solo episodes will come to mind from those conversations like we said before. And then the final thing, which I've been talking about is consistency versus inspired action. For me, the consistency felt better because I know that if I show up every week, I'm going to learn something, whether it's learning about myself and learning when to take breaks, learning when to have more notes, learning when to pay attention to things that are coming to mind that more recently has been happening where I've been just kind of letting spirit inspire me and whatever is repeated. Certain terms or phrases, if I hear them multiple times and I know I've written them down, I'm like, okay, let's feel into that. Where's that taking me? I think choosing one to start, whether you're going to do it weekly or you're going to do inspired action, either way, there has to be some accountability for yourself. And one way to do that is by asking people to subscribe or follow you. When you know they're following you and they're wanting to be notified, that can really motivate you. But if you know that you're going to do inspired action, from the beginning you say if you want to know when the next episode is going to come out you'll have to subscribe or follow or pay attention on instagram or whatever because i don't know when i'm going to be posting and then this kind of ties in like i said to what we've been talking about so like the war of art the resistance there's so many things that hold you back i think it took me probably six months to actually do the podcast even when i first started thinking and brainstorming about it because I was just letting all of these other things overwhelm me. I was like, I don't have a budget for technology. I don't have a large following. I don't have a lot of experience in what I'm doing. And all of these things were holding me back. And that's where brainstorming the list of things that were coming up was really important. And Spirit Crumbs came through a uh, live that I was doing. I was doing live card polls and I used that phrase. It just came up very naturally and a couple of people were like, oh, I love the how I love that phrase. And then I sat with it for a little bit and realized like, okay, like this is what that means to me. And it eventually became the title of this podcast. You can wait for the right time if you know that it's just not the right time. But don't let that drag on too long because Like I said, showing up is the hardest part. If you've been around for a while, you know that art has been the thing that I've been dragging myself too long with. And that's why it's become really important to me to have my prints available and to put it out there. So if it's not available with this episode in the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram, just know that I will let you know. When it is through the podcast and also obviously on Instagram, you'll see me post about that. But I want to thank you for showing up and taking an interest in people on Instagram, sending nice messages when I share my stories or when I talk about doing my art or show my prints. So thank you also for 100 episodes and for tuning in, for being here for this journey, because... I genuinely would have no reason to do it if I didn't feel like it was at least interesting or impactable for you as well. So cheers to 100 episodes and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next 100, fingers crossed, bring us because this has been, like I said, a very healing journey. And I know because my path is taking a turn that it'll be really a surprise to me where this goes next as well. So thank you so much for being a part of Spirit Crumbs. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.